0: has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure.
1: This Duck and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the
2: only bar you need to know in carny.
3: The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. Because exactly. you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station.
4: I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. The, the I'll, I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's what my that favorite. That? That's my go to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes Is that, that we yeah. on this yeah. show. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down. And not far enough. I'm
4: going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now,
3: coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com.
4: Yeah, I try to do toasters because sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster.
3: It's been a lively little show so far. Um, certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Hey, good morning, everyone! Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri Cities. Doug, due to Jim Langen, with you on this Monday, and so glad to have you along with us as we bring you today's show. And uh, got a lot to talk about. We have got uh, local, state, national, and we're going to bring it all to you today here on ESPN. Doug, due to Jim Langen, we are going to talk with Sean Callahan. He's back from Hawaii. Good. So is Dylan Rayola. Today's the opening day of class. So keep that in mind for Nebraska, UNK, many others, a long Christmas break. When, how long ago was Christmas? Oh, you're just getting back. If you left the 22nd
4: and you come back the 22nd, Doug, I'm thinking that's 31 days. But Good. people were done about the 15th. They had a 38-day break. Not a bad gig. 38 days. Yeah, no. That's a, hate, a, hey, that's 10% of the year. <laughs> Three hundred sixty-five days. I mean, you know. I mean, I can do the math. I know it's a day and a, a day at and, and a half. What did you go! Yeah, doing, doing math and stuff.
3: Yeah. He's, he could be an actuary, folks. I'm just telling you, he uh, could I don't be. know about that. But we're going to talk with Sean Jody Moeller, a Nebraska American mm-hmm. Legion Baseball. Carney is going to host the Class A Juniors. Holdridge is going to host the Class B Seniors. We're going to talk about the area tournaments, the state tournaments, and a few other uh, things that are going on out there with American Legion Baseball this summer, coming off their meeting this past weekend, and... Grand Island has named their new head football coach. He was introduced at a press conference in GI about an hour ago. It is uh, Hastings Creighton Reed. He had been at Shadron State as a player. He played at Adams Central. Then he went to Shadron State. Then uh, he went to UNK and was a grad assistant at UNK. He's been down in Texas. uh, Was the offensive coordinator at one of the... uh, top schools in Texas, Odessa High School, and was the wide receivers coach at Reagan High School in San Antonio this past year, and Creighton Reed is going to join us at the end of the program about moving back home.
4: Yeah, sounds like he's um, really involved with the offense and will need some help with the defensive side of the ball, but he's going to be very much involved with the offensive side of the ball as far as being the head coach, which means you're making all kinds of game-time
3: decisions. So a lot of stuff to cover. <clears throat> Brackets out for some conference tournaments. Others will begin today. We've got more exciting announcements. I don't even know what order to put them all in, so I'm going to start here. News Channel Nebraska Television, which again you get on 99 on Spectrum, dish, alo, newschannel, nebraska.com. We will be uh, pretty busy this week with a local flavor, a little bit of it anyway, and it's going to start on Wednesday with the debut of the Omaha Supernovas, the pro volleyball team that is coming out of Omaha. They have their first match Wednesday at the CHI Health Center at 7 o'clock, and John Baylor, the voice of the Huskers, Nancy Medcalf, the Olympian, is going to be on the call for Omaha Supernova Volleyball. That is Wednesday night. Friday, we will be in and Pierce for the girls state high school wrestling duel so we're going to be there Friday bringing you that and then Saturday we have the Carney High Bellevue West basketball doubleheader on News Channel Nebraska television so we've got plenty of action on the tube as well as the radio this week looking forward to all of it
4: yeah those sounds like all of them sounds like interesting and and good high school sports in the area and then this volleyball team is kind of interesting when I the teams that are picking up, the radio stations that are picking up, uh, all out-state radio stations, nothing in Omaha is picking up this volleyball team. No, no Omaha station is, but all the outside stations, I think the one as far as Scotts Bluff, maybe, uh, Doug, when I was reading about a little bit, I could be wrong, It might have been North Platte instead of Scotts
3: Bluff, but... Yeah, uh, we'll see how exciting they are. At least there's some backing behind them, and that means some folks got out and did some really good things. Yes, should be some exciting volleyball, next-level volleyball. Uh, High school sports, there are some activities because of the weather the last couple of weeks that are being made up today, like the Superior Wrestling Invitational this afternoon. There's a lot of basketball. Our basketball on the air tonight, we will have Pleasanton at Amherst. That will be on the Vibe 98.9. And then also at 6 o'clock, we've got boys action from the Centennial Conference tournament here on ESPN Carney Catholic will host Grand Island Central Catholic and Hastings St. Cecilia will host Lincoln Christian and that will be on KHAS radio which one do you have? I know you're working tonight. I'm
4: working um, Lexi- at Lexington in okay. the Central 10. You have the Central 10. Skyler, Lex are playing right.
3: tonight. The playing in games right. are there for uh, Central Conference and for the Southwest Conference. And then the girls' uh, quarterfinals of the RPAC Conference are going on tonight as well. Right. Here yeah. are the brackets uh, for the uh, Fort Kearney Conference. It's the 50th anniversary of the girls' tournament. 50th year. wonder what they're doing special for that. I'm, I'm putting you on it, Mark Ayton. Something special for the 50th year anniversary uh, of, I mean, I'm not saying put together an all-tournament team, but boy, that boy, would that be would something. Boy, that would be
4: something if you tried to do that.
3: I, I've been here for half of it.
4: You've been here for 25. I think I've been here for almost 40 of them. Isn't would be, and not that something? 40 years. And this. some of
3: the teams that used to be in the in the conference that are no longer in there, man, I I, w- I would have to think on that. Who is the best Girls basketball player, and I'm sure it must—it's probably obvious to somebody out there in the Fort Kearney conference. And for me, it would be the last 25 years.
4: Well, they've had some dandies mm-hmm. in in the conference. One of them that comes up to me that I used to fish at against when she played at UNK was Jade Meads, who came out of Elm Creek, mm-hmm. did a really good job. And there's been some post players, you know, that the, the brown girl that played at Pleasant. And Pleasant, you could probably just get an alternative to with Pleasant. Monica girls. Osborne out of Axtell. Axtell, yes, yeah, she scored a point or two, didn't she, in her career? Yeah. I worked I worked that game when she I think she had 38 or 40 in one in a final one year.
3: Jade Meads was a beast.
4: Yeah, there's some just
3: incredible. And, and there's
4: some players. Right now, that arguably could be in the top twenty-five um, from Overton, SEM, Amherst. You know, they've got some; they're kind of loaded with some some players right now. Pleasant had a pretty good team just about three or four years ago. So you know, <laughs> yeah, you just put five starters from Pleasant on there.
3: So they will start with the uh, play-in games are on Saturday. And these will all be held in Eustis on Saturday. It starts at 1 o'clock with the Overton and Wilcox-Hildreth boys at 2.30, Axtell and ansley Litchfield girls. Highline and Pleasanton Boys at 4, and then at 5.30, Highline and Loomis Girls. So that is the breakdown for Saturday. Then Monday, the top two seeds always get to host, so these are the quarterfinal sites. Overton and SEM are actually the top two seeds uh, here in the tournament. So at Overton on Monday, it'll be Amherst and Wilcox-Hildreth, And that game is at 6, and then Overton will play the Yansley-Litchfield-Axtell winner. And then on the other side, at Sumner, at 6, it'll be Pleasanton taking on Elm Creek, and SCM will play the Loomis-Highline winner. The boys' quarterfinals are on Tuesday. Amherst and Elm Creek will be the top two seeds. So at Amherst... Tuesday night, Axtell will play SEM, and then Amherst will play the Highline Pleasanton winner. And for the Elm Creek quarterfinal, it will be Ansley Litchfield and Loomis at 6, and Elm Creek will play the Overton-Wilcox-Hildreth winner. We're going to have complete coverage again of the Fort Kearney and Lou Platt Conference tournaments coming up next week. Uh, also, the Lou Platt Conference Wrestling Tournament held over the weekend. St. Paul wins the boys for the third consecutive year, followed by Central City. Gibbon was third. Man, they have really stepped it up, and Gibbon hosts their Bill Foster invite. They're making that up tomorrow. Donovan Trumbull was fourth and Ravenna fifth, and the first time they ever really uh, put together a big girls tournament in the conference, and Wood River ran away with it. Gibbon was second. Central City finished in third. Carney Catholic was the runner-up at the Centennial Conference Wrestling Tournament behind behind the powerhouse David City Aquinas Saturday. Their coach, Josh Erickson, is going to join us to talk about that tomorrow here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, Before we go into our first break, real quickly, there's so many things I want to get to, but just your thoughts, Jimmy, on the NFL action over the weekend. Uh, All
4: all games were really good. Nothing was decided by halftime. Um, I believe we had a lot of tie games or one-point games at halftime. Now, the Ravens did pull away and win by 21, but no one else pulled away. And, Doug, I, I thought, you know, really that the games were fairly even. I mean, I thought it got down, especially the – Um, Kansas City Chief and Buffalo Bills game. Got down to who maybe had the ball last, a missed field goal. And same thing with Green Bay and San Francisco. Got down to a missed field goal. So I I would say that um, we argued a little bit. You and I did on the show, so we got to finish it a little bit. I thought Green Bay did compete with San Francisco uh, the way I thought they might. And um, I actually thought that Kansas City... Had a tough call. And, Doug, I'm going to just bring this up real quick because we talk about rules all the time. Mm -hmm. One of the strangest rules we have in in football, and it's not a fair rule, is when a guy fumbles at the two-yard line and the ball goes out at the one, they get the ball back at the two. The ball goes a half yard through the end zone. The other team gets the ball at the 20. It's kind of a severe punishment if you look at all the other rules that we've had to try to make things fair, uh, this is one of the rules that we've never quite uh, accomplished. We did make some rules. That if you fumble, you got to be the guy to recover your own fumble. You can't boot it 28 yards into the end zone and have one of your teammates recover it. You know, we haven't had that. So there are some – um, when we, you and I talk about rules and things that are kind of strange, that's one of the strange ones we haven't changed yet. That uh, you, you give that team the ball and they get it on the twenty. Yeah, I, I can understand getting the ball. Maybe you should get it on the one. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but to get it all the way back there on the the bigot of the touchback seems a little a little uh, a little extra advantage. Your thoughts on that? Did you kind of think, when you see a rule like that? Do you have a couple that you think? that You think yeah, that one seems like it's a little bizarre.
3: You know,
5: well, there's a lot
3: yeah I saw a bad chop block call in the Detroit game yesterday, yeah, uh where the lineman was not engaged they the running back chopped him, but the lineman was not i mean right he wanted to be, but he wasn't mm-hmm. and the the thing about that is that's a severe penalty, and you can't review it. you can't look back at it totally and if you if you went back, if that happened late in the game, it was a first half penalty, but if that happened late in the game, oh. Well, Up in arms, up in arms. And
4: we also talked about, we'll get moving on, but we also talked about how unfair it is to defensive backs to get called for targeting only. They're the only guys that get called for it. It's never the running back that lowers his head. And then the penalty is... You missed the rest of this game and the first half of the next game. But seems only in severe. college, yeah. not in the but, NFL. Yeah. There seems is no little, such thing. Seem, but that seems a little severe
3: for college to me. Yep. Uh, the Lions for the Sunday's game. All games. right, here yeah. we go. Have not looked. Well, everybody knows them. Baltimore uh, is a 3.5-point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the early game at 2. And the 49ers are currently a 6.5-point favorite over the Lions. Uh, any Thoughts on that? I
4: would have guessed four on both of them if you would have just came out and said. I would have came out with four points on them. So I like the Lions a little bit. Not great, mm-hmm. but a little bit getting six. That's that's quite of an advantage, getting six points. But, boy, is, I think the baltimore Kansas City game is a perfect spread.
3: Rough one, though, for uh, those field goal kickers. They didn't miss 58-yard field goals. They missed pretty close ones anymore yeah. that when you take a look at them. So that's how things change. And again, who knows who would have won the game? All that would have done in either case was tie the football game. Although in the Green Bay one, they might have been getting down there where they could have just kicked the game winner. But that's the way she plays out. And we are here in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Pram. Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC. Check them out. Midway taking care of you and South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Happy New Year. They thank you so much for your business over the years and want to take care of you in 2024 and beyond how about checking out the all-new 2024 jeep grand cherokee limited right now Seven thousand 000 off the manufacturer suggested retail price they've got a great chrysler pacifica on the lot laramie crew cabs and much much more at your midway auto dealership sean callahan next
0: family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
2: When the passing of a family member occurs... Too often, loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Lisky, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comforting guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Lisky, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation. Providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years.
0: Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, Affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Carney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services. 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC. Affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services.
3: The Doug and Daddy Show. We're going to talk Hawaii, so why not throw a little five zero up right here? To Way to go! That's bring us good. in. That'll get you fired up for today's show. Doug, you to Jim Ryan with you. Brought to you by TNL Irrigation Companies. Other irrigation companies are finally discovering what TNL has known for decades. The continuous movement is the best way to irrigate. While they'll have you pay for complicated upgrades to get steady, even water application with their high-voltage electric systems, all TNL pivots and linears are propelled safely and smoothly by powerful hydrostatic drives. Continuous movement isn't new. It's the new TNL standard. It's been there for over 70 years. They're like no other. Don't get talked into a reinvented wheel. Pick the proven original. T-L-I-R-R.com. Anywhere in the wide world will get you to your closest right here. Our dealers include Derek Wagner at Wagner Irrigation in Holdridge. TNL, like no other. One of the great theme songs of all time, anyway, is Hawaii Five-O. And he is with us back in Lincoln from Hawaii. Sean Callahan. Sean, hey, I I know everybody says, have fun, it's a vacation. They always tell me that when we're going to a state event. But you guys kept busy, but it's still pretty cool to be in Hawaii and cover uh, some Husker-type football.
2: Oh, I mean, I love trips like that, obviously. To get out of this weather, I mean, it was probably the best week in the last 30 years to escape Nebraska. Um, And I think the temperature just broke freezing in Lincoln here today for the first time since January 10th. Um, so we brought some warm weather back, but yeah, you go on those trips, and and y- you know a lot of it is built around the practice day. Um, and they practice every day, um, but we still did our. We did three shows over four days. We were supposed to get in on Sunday, and that would have been nice because we would have had some time Sunday to get a little stuff done. Um, but we weren't able to get out of Omaha Sunday, so we had a um, audible to Kansas city on Monday. Mm. Um, and, and we got in Monday afternoon. Um, and so we missed the first day of practice. Um, but we got in, um, and, and we're at, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practices. And the game was on Friday and we did shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, or I guess Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we had our Husker online sh- shows that we do on the podcast, YouTube channels that we broadcast out there. And, uh, you know, you practice gets done in the afternoon and you work till evening and you might grab dinner and a beer and, and, uh, but we, we did get to the beach. Um, I did witness Sipple get in the water. Um, so that, that, that was uh, quite a sight, but it was, it was great. And I love, I love just all star game settings and seeing that much talent on one field. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've covered many of All American Bowls in San Antonio, and the Polynesian Bowl had 13 five stars in the game this year. So it was pretty special.
3: Well, and Dylan Rayola was one of them, and Carter Nelson got a lot of great pub. And again, with you guys being out there, you are going to uh, talk positive about uh, the kids, uh, three of them that are coming to Nebraska. But it was more than just you guys, and uh, it seems like they did pretty darn well.
2: Yeah, Mike Zimmer, the former Minnesota Vikings head coach and Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, uh, really praised Carter. Um, we talked to him, um, and my thought was, like, let's wait till the end of the week to talk to Zimmer and Marvin Lewis a little bit let them, you know, develop some opinions on these kids after being around them. And 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 you know, Zimmer had great, great praise for Carter, and he referenced that he's coached Chad Greenway before. He was a nine man football player in Mount Vernon, South Dakota, um, so he's seen guys make the transition. He said, "There's no doubt Carter Nelson has uh, the <coughs> excuse me the tools and the ability, um, and you know his confidence level was really high. You know, you, you walk into those all star settings and It can be intimidating, especially if you're from a small town and an eight-man community like Ainsworth. Uh, But Carter Nelson blended right in. Um, He was one of the guys all week. He he was full of confidence and personality. Um, You know, Dylan Raiola on the flip side. He he is all business, just has a real professional approach for a high school kid. And, you know, Tom Moore, you you look at him at almost 6'4", 328. He's physically put together and— you know, he was matched up against a five star the entire game and held his own um, in those one on one sets that he was matched up with.
4: Hey, uh, I, my question to you about recruiting, and I want you to talk a little bit about it for our audience, is that, you know, Nebraska you had a McCaffrey, we had a Purdy. On our football team they're playing for the 49ers it just sounds nice it sounds good we got Ryola and it seems like he's talking to people and and going how much recruiting is involved with names and how much recruiting is involved when a player gets there and he gets players to come other than the coaching staff
2: well Dylan Ryola was absolutely huge in getting the three transfers uh Jamal Banks uh, Isaiah Naor, and then the running back, Dante Dalbel. those three players, he was a part of their visit weekends. Um, he did some of his own throwing around those guys when they were hanging out. And I think when they saw him throw and the way the ball gets out of his hand, I I don't quite think people realize just how well the ball gets off Raola's hand and his arm talent. And, um, you know, uh, Galio Tungabailoa, the father of the Tungabailoa brothers, to a um, you know, the Miami Dolphins. He, he's a quarterback, coach, and trainer in Hawaii and now in Alabama, but has a lot of great takes and opinions. And, you know, he told Sippel this week when we were at practice, he's like, the thing about Riola that makes him special is he can make throws where he doesn't have to have his feet planted. A lot of guys have to plan. And you watch a guy on Sunday do that a lot, Mahomes. I mean, he, he can throw without being planted. Riola has just freakish arm talent and ability. Um, to make those throws, and he's been trained by Patrick Mahomes as quarterback coach, and he still works out with him pretty regularly. Um, when, when you know he, he has moments to do it, so he's just got tools, um, you know. And Gaelio Tangalabaloa said he's got a chance to be the best one of all the, the Hawaiian and Polynesian quarterbacks hmm. that have come out in recent years with the things that he can do. I mean, now now he's got to be able to read defenses, and that that's the biggest challenge when you get to the collegiate level. Um, it's not a simple high school defense a lot of times. You're reading it's very complicated looks and schemes uh, when you get to the, uh, the, the the Big Ten
3: college football. Sean Callahan with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, when you heard the Husker Online show last Friday, you guys both pretty much declared that Dylan would be the starting quarterback this fall. And obviously, uh, here in this part of the neighborhood, we're going to keep uh, looking at this. Two things, Sean what would keep Dylan from being the starting quarterback in the fall and what now that we see all the recruiting, all the signing, all the transfer portal, how much do you think better will the offensive line be?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what would keep him from maybe, obviously, an injury-type situation um, that would set back his progress. Um, But if, if he's out there for all 15 practices and reps, I just have a hard time seeing him not being the guy from, from what we know and kind of how things have played out. I mean, there's never been a quarterback that's come in with the potential that Ryoa has that I've seen at Nebraska. And you know, Tommy Frazier um, was his own um, era and a different type of quarterback, but um, the throws that Ryoa can make. And I, I do think the offensive line is going to be improved. Um, you know, Ben Hart coming back, Prohaska, but you know, they brought in Micah Mazuka from Florida, um, and he was higher rated on pro football focus in terms of his body of work than any of Nebraska's interior alignment a year ago. So you line him up at a guard with Ben Scott, you essentially have to just figure out one other guard position on that O line, whether that's Latoski or whether that's Corcoran playing some guard or um, Justin Evan Jenkins. You know, Piper we think is probably going to hang it up, but we don't know that yet for sure. Um, so they, they have a good group. I mean, this lineman group has been playing together. A lot of these guys have been on the field playing at Nebraska since 2020 and 2021. Um, and, and here they are now uh, with a real opportunity um, in 2024. And, and that's how you win this league. You've got to get old and you got to stay old. I feel like Nebraska has gone through their lumps, but they do have a really good group of linemen coming back. Um, you know, that, that they can build this on, and they, they took a step forward last year. I thought the line play was better um, across the board um, from what we had seen in previous years.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, when, you, when you look at the offense, and that's definitely the, the area where we need improvement, I mean, when you look at the offense, I didn't think the offensive line, due to all the injuries they had, was the downfall. I thought most of it was the quarterback turnovers in the fourth quarter. Did you feel the same way, or did you think we need better wideouts and people that can get open and and stretch this passing game? We had some big plays, but we just didn't have a lot of passing yards.
2: Yeah, I said, when I was watching the bowl games this year, I watched Ohio State with essentially a third-string quarterback playing and without their top receivers and without a top running back. And I go, boy, Ohio State really looked ordinary and average – on offense and they lost 14 to three in Missouri. Well, we watch that almost every week. Um, and you know, a lot of it goes back guys to the, the misfire and the misread on Jeff stems. Um, and, and just, I think all the eggs were put in that basket and we learned pretty quickly. It wasn't going to work. You know, you think about it, they gave him a single digit Jersey. They brought him the big 10 media days. Um, you know, I, Akers equipment, gave him a big billboard, Gary Michaels' clothing. You know, you go down the line of people that really got behind Sims and, and ended up being a disaster. And then from that point, he gets nicked up, and, and Harburg did a great job coming in. And you know, Harburg, you know, was a guy that probably was looking to transfer before the season started and hung out, stuck it out, and got his opportunity, um, you know, and, and did what he could do. But it, it wasn't like he had ever really received those kind of reps. So yeah, that is something to watch now moving forward. Now that Harburg has that experience in the reps and I'm sure he's going to train and and work with QB coaches more on the off season. And if he can fix that um, throwing motion where a lot of those passes can get batted down because he's kind of got that sidearm throw um, and kind of clean up some of those things that he did this year, you know, I think they can still figure out a way to use him because he can still be a runner and come in and red zones and goal lines and, and has ability to do things. He won five games this year, so you know he, that's a great luxury to have a guy like Heinrich Harburg on this team, no matter how you look at it, uh, moving forward. But yeah, they're light at that quarterback position right now, and um, you know the, uh, last year the Jeff Sims thing really backfired and kind of put them in a hole that they never were able to get out of the rest of the season.
3: Talking with Sean Callahan for a couple more minutes here on the Doug and Daddy Show back from Hawaii covering the Polynesian Bowl, and uh, check out Husker Online uh, this week for a whole lot more details on that. We also, while you were uh, away, officially got the Glenn Thomas signing, uh, and then some of the, quote, analysts are no longer uh, with us. Uh, thoughts on Glenn Thomas, and then who who is now in charge of taking care of the walk-on and Nebraska uh, high schools?
2: Yeah, I think Ed Foley handles the high schools, um, but I think it's a collective effort. I don't ever think it was just a one-man job um, to, to handle the walk-on, and, and, and that that I think there were always a lot of voices involved. I mean, you just saw they added Rowdy Bauer from Norfolk, um, and yeah, I always thought Rowdy was a no-brainer. I mean, he's, he's going to long jump 24 feet, and he was far and away Norfolk's best athlete in that school, and, and, and a very explosive athlete that... Um, you know, didn't come off the field for the Panthers. So I, I like that addition that they brought Rowdy Bauer in um, as a walk-on. And, you know, he almost beat Jalen Lloyd a year ago on a long jump. So, you know, you can't coach that kind of athletic ability in, in explosion. Um, so, there's, yeah, I, I don't know the answer on what their plan is uh, kind of for that in-state. And I, I never really they have had guys do that job before. But in my opinion, it never really has had, like, the impact you would think. I mean, I, it's a position, yes, um, but going all the way back to when Mike Riley made Chris Braswell, that guy, you know, he, he wasn't even from around here, didn't have the, the feel. Um, so, I, I don't know what the thoughts and plan is for that in-state role, but, you know, you, you're going to have um, attrition like this on college staffs all over the country. It is interesting, though, that these were the guys that Rule brought in, his own picked people that he hired, um, that he brought in, and, the people that are still in those jobs are the people from the previous staff, like Vince Ginta and Ryan Callahan, um, who have done a really good job of just kind of operating and managing. And then Keith Williams, the former Husker player, those three guys uh, were on the, the, the previous coaching staff, and, and they're kind of the ones that are still there. Um, and, and now we'll see kind of what direction they go with a couple of the new hires they'll presumably make. Uh, we don't know the contract details yet on Glenn Thomas. Um, you would think it's going to be in the neighborhood of eight hundred thousand to a million dollars um, if you break down the numbers, Nebraska has around a million dollars left of cap space on their seven million dollar assistant coach salary pool um, so I would think Thomas is going to be right in that neighborhood, uh especially that he carries that co coordinator tag
3: well, our buddy uh Dave from Florida says that uh, Philip Simpson in Nebraska at his Venice High School down there in Florida today, uh, taking a look at some of the talent is, and you can read a whole lot more about when the dead period's coming up and all that uh, with Sean. So um, kind of check that uh, as as he's down there. He goes, uh, he's he's interested. If you know anything about Simpson being down there in Florida, or if there's anything specific they're looking at.
2: Yeah, yeah. Philip Simpson. Um, all the coaches are out right now, and they have. County Coach Rule, there's 11 coaches out on the road. Um, Glenn Thomas is not out on the road yet, to our knowledge, so that's why Philip Simpson is out there, because uh, he's, he's able to go out and he's a former high school head coach at Homestead High School in Miami, where he won a championship. Um, so that's his neck of the woods. He knows the area very well. Um, and they had Simpson out in the spring as well. I mean, they, they brought him out, uh, or excuse me, during the season, and he's had, you know, so they've they've been able to take advantage of his. Um, ability um, to recruit in that part of the country um, because they've, they've had coaches that might not be able to travel for a personal medical reason or something, and then you can elevate somebody, and that's how Philip Simpson has been able to kind of go out and do these things, even though he's not one of the full-time ten assistant coaches.
3: Simpson had been a head coach down there in Homestead, Florida, so he's got connections uh, down there as well. We got a full show today, so we could talk with Sean for an hour, as always. But one more Sean, before we let you go. Thomas has also been named the co-offensive coordinator. What does that mean for Satterfield? And when you have co-offensive coordinators, who's calling the plays?
2: Well, we don't really know. Um, you know, one thing we know though, is Satterfield preferred to be on the sideline. Um, then he moved him, Then he moved up to the booth. Um, So if he is down on the field again, you would think Thomas is going to be in the booth at that point. Um, And, you know, I'll never forget, I thought it was interesting that there weren't really any full-time members up in the booth this year. I I think uh, Garrett McGuire was up there. uh, But on the defensive side of the ball, um, we didn't see anybody. That would would be – there might have been one that would kind of rotate – Uh, But this is definitely a staff that preferred to coach on the sideline versus having maybe um, coaches up in the booth um, during the game. Uh, But I do think Matt Rule has a huge voice in what they run as well, and I think he carries a play sheet. So I believe it's a collaborative effort, Um, but there will have to be a defined play caller. and um, Will that remain Satterfield or will, will that be Thomas? We don't really know the answer to that yet. I
4: know. Last year, no one wanted to call the play. that that, that much. It wasn't that much nobody, fun nobody calling. calling. A fine play yeah, call. I'll be. I'll help the defense out here a little bit. Let me. I'll be the defensive
3: coordinator. Well, at least there was. If there was room in that booth, we could have sat there and opened up some room on press row, Sean.
2: No doubt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but uh, it, it will be interesting to see kind of what uh, direction that all heads.
3: Well, Sean, uh, great stuff. I know you guys uh, were really busy over there in Hawaii, and it was really cool to have folks on hand to report on what people love to hear, and that's a Husker football. So uh, we'll get to you soon. I assume you're going to be. Next step is probably getting on your high school tour, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you know, and what we've done is we've. Um, i got to get out our invites, but February 18th and February 25th, or whatever, those Saturdays of or the Sundays of that right. those, that week, there uh, we do two events and. Um, we pinpoint the schools that have, um, you know, what we feel are FBS or at least high-level FCS guys, um, and then invite them and they're, they're, they're the prospect and the coach to come. Um, it just We just found it's a little smoother and easier than having to try to get into schools and, and uh, juggle around class schedules and whatnot. Um, so we'll have those events coming up in February. Brian, Big Brian Munson will come in town with me for the whole week and uh, look forward to it.
3: All right. Well, we will chat again soon, Sean. Always appreciate the time, my man. Happy New Year. Hey, thanks, guys.
2: Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you as well.
3: There he is, Sean Callahan. Got it all started here in the state of Nebraska when it comes to covering, recruiting, and now has taken it more than just next level. Appreciate him joining us. We're going to switch it over and
0: talk a little summer. Little American Legion Baseball, Jody Moeller, next. Did you know that in downtown Carney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Carney. Online at carneycopycat.com escape ordinary by heading to cunningham's downtown or cunningham's on the lake in carney
3: you'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town happy hour specials and great food an outstanding place to relax with friends after work on the weekends or any time to escape everything plus you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location it's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at cunningham's journal on the bricks and cunningham's on the lake carney
0: Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side-by-side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well-supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You can keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape.
1: for you
3: doug and daddy's show here on espn tri-cities doug you to jim Langen, telling you about our friends at husker sit and sleep 1907 central avenue they're open monday through saturday 10 to 6 sunday afternoon for your convenience 1 to 4 and you can check out the website husker sit nsleep.com Huskers sit the letter n sleep.com there's no pressure sales the same low prices every day and the brand new furniture and mattresses all come with the manufacturer's warning they've got the best prices in town because of their low overhead it means lower prices check it out today at Huskers sit and sleep 1907 central avenue in Kearney. and always like to warm the weather up and as uh, some of the folks were saying on Herd Out this morning, and Sean said we might get above freezing for the first time in like two weeks. So uh, it seems balmy out there, Jimmy. Let's talk baseball.
4: Yes, let's do. And I'll tell you what, you're right about the weather. But, I'll tell you, yeah, there's a big difference it's 19 below zero or if it's 19 above. Those 38 degrees make a lot
3: of difference. <laughs> well, Jody Moeller with the Nebraska American Legion, always willing to give us some time to talk about it. The uh, annual meeting was this weekend. And, Jody, thanks for the time. How are you?
5: Well, guys, thanks, uh, thanks for having us on. uh, Talk about baseball this time of year. Well,
3: before we just kind of we mentioned Holdridge and and Carney as a couple of the state tournament sites. Uh, What is new from the administrative side or rule changes or things that we uh, need to know coming out of the meeting?
5: Um. Well the, the big thing going in you know we always get requests at the national level for an increase of our roster size from 18 to 20 or 22 we probably every year that I've been on the national committee we we get a request for that what we've decided to do this year was just open up the junior and senior um rosters together so if you got two 18 man rosters between juniors and seniors Um, We're going to allow moving those players around. Uh, Obviously, the seniors can't go down and play juniors if they're age-restricted, but any junior can come up and play. So basically, you've got two open rosters to choose from for games during the regular season. Um, We're going to allow our uh, state champion Class A senior teams that go into regionals. They will be able to maybe drag some guys up to go on that trip with them as well. We'll recertify again right before they leave, but... That's a big change this year. Um we're going to work on balancing our tournaments a little bit better than we have so we don't have a a, a 14 bracket out west um and seven or 18 brackets back east. Uh, we're going to allow some teams to move around and fill some of those spots to balance out those tournaments this year. So that I had a great idea on our class B teams about going to maybe doing the same thing with class B seniors that class A seniors do with the two divisions having a, an additional state tournament we're not going to do that this year we're going to work on balancing our, our, uh, our tournaments a little bit better but those are the big things coming into this
4: year jody do teams do you call them or do they call you when they say hey you know, let's just say you're like a palmer Wabak, Greeley, and dcb and they know they're both loaded and one of them says, hey, we'd be happy to get away from DCB. We'll go to Chase County or whatever. <laughs> Is that how that works? Do they get contact <laughs> you, or do you contact them and, and make the move?
5: Well, I think what we're going to do, we had a good discussion about that, about how to make that fair um, um, and, and allow some of those teams that might be running up against somebody like DCB every year, or PWGs have some good teams too, or even the Class A teams, Um Class A is pretty well balanced, but if we get into B and C, what I, what I think we'll do is we'll take uh, teams willing to travel to another area tournament site, and we'll probably do some sort of lottery drawing, get some ping pong ping pong balls or something like that to to make it fair um, and do it that way. Some sort of drawing you know, to allow those teams to travel to another area tournament.
3: When will when will that kind of all take place then, Jody?
5: Well, I think it'll probably be in the June time frame. Uh, roster deadline is June 15th. That's when we do our, um, our area, um, assignments, basically. We started doing that, I don't know, 10 years ago about making sure a team wasn't traveling through an area tournament site to get to their area tournament site because they used to be pretty specific, spe- uh, static, I should say. So I think after the June 15 roster deadline, um, we'll we'll assign everybody to their areas and and get that announced, and then we'll take names or of any teams that want to move.
4: For our listeners, if they don't know this, Jody goes to Shelby, North Carolina every year. He flies out and he runs. He's there for about 10 days. Gets there a little early and does it. So he's uh, just be, he's from central Nebraska. He's still one of the big wills when it comes to the American Legion. And he also, I'll, I'll brag you up on this, Jody. You do a great job of driving from Imperial to uh, St. Paul in the same day and see umpires and talk to us all and etc. Jody, I'm going to talk about Mike Walter at Holdridge. I think they have a really good program. Uh, they are very organized. I think when they run their their area tournament, you watch that and see what kind of help they have, how they do that. And it's easy to recommend someone like Holdridge for a state tournament. Am I correct on that?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Mike does a great job down there. And uh, years ago, I mean, we went uh, to Holdridge a lot to fill in for tournaments if we had a gap somewhere. there. Um, Jason Seidel was on the committee back yep. then. He was a Holdridge guy with BD. And uh, we used to go to him and say, "Hey, we can't find anybody." You know, and, and Holdridge would, would uh, raise their hand and take that tournament. So they got a great deal of experience down there. They've been working on their field and doing a good job with that. It's a nice facility. So uh, we we didn't hesitate to go to Holdridge with the that tournament.
3: Jody Muller is with us here, Nebraska American Legion baseball. Last year, Imperial rushville uh, alliance all hosted state tournaments and so it was very well spread out this year most of it's to the east i mean we still consider carney and holdridge i mean when you have to make how long a trip it would be to go to alliance or rushville from just here uh but uh, talk about the selection of the uh, seven spots this year
5: yeah, um, so uh, the majority of the tournaments were out west last year, of course, and uh, a lot of windshield time there. I enjoyed my trip across Highway Twenty from uh, Pierce uh, to Rushville last year, and stopped at every historical marker on the highway and took pictures and set a, a map point in Google Maps, you know that sort of thing. But so this year we decided to uh, either move central or move east. And, and like I said, we really kind of struggled this year. We only had about 46 apps where we might have 70. And that's not because of lack of interest or people can't do it anymore. We just kind of dropped the ball on getting the word out there and sending out reminders. So we were on the phone quite a bit on tournament selection. We're a little bit crowded down in southeast Nebraska, but we've, we've got them filled for now. We might have a change or two if somebody cannot do it. But, um, yeah, so this year it's time to come back to the central or eastern part of the state.
3: Carney gets to, to host the Class A uh, juniors and uh, Waterloo Valley, Class B juniors, Hardington, Class C, and then in uh, the seniors, Class A will be Elkhorn and Lincoln. Uh, Class B is Holdridge, as we said, and Class C is at Wakefield. Obviously, a majority of the teams are in Omaha and Lincoln, so how hard is it to pick a Carney, pick a Scotts Bluff, pick a Norfolk, Columbus, South Sioux City?
5: Not hard at all. I mean, you know, Kearney with the Class A Junior State Tournament, they do such a fantastic job here in Kearney with any any tournament that they've hosted that it was uh, no issue. And, and uh, uh, the Kearney guys showed up at our uh, uh, coaches' meeting Saturday, and I thanked them. You know, and, and we're willing to take that tournament every year if we give it to them. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem. Um, we've got we've got guys like that all over the place that will step up and take a tournament. So. Um Wakefield uh Class C e seniors you know back in the mid 2000s Wakefield was very very strong seemed like one state tournament after another it'll be nice to return to a state tournament up there and looking forward to seeing that field
4: J- Jody when you when you do it at Class A I noticed that there's a lot more high school football fields that are going turf now or they'll try to play them on a college field they try to get away from playing they're on their high school the old grass I'd say in Class A, you have an opportunity to probably pick fields that have turf. You don't have to go with turf. Do you consider that when you're making these tournaments?
5: Yeah, we, I built a database clear back when I was in Lincoln 05, 06, somewhere in there. And uh, in this database, uh, you know, the application you know, asks you all kinds of dimension questions on the field. Uh, how far from the plate to the backstop, lighting, bleachers, all of that stuff. So we, we know that we, we don't generally like to have a state tournament or uh, something like that on a skimmed infield, that sort of thing. So we're looking at those dynamics in that list uh, when we select tournaments. I don't know that we're requiring turf fields or anything like that. It's nice that a lot of fields are going turf now, but, I mean, even the World Series is played on grass. So um, um, and that's not a real big deal to us right now.
4: That's good to know. Jody, uh, hey, I, my last question to you, and I'll let Doug kind of take it over. When when you're looking at the teams in Nebraska, I think it's maybe Minnesota, it might be Wisconsin, we have the second most amount of teams that play American Legion baseball, I think. You can correct me if that's wrong, but I think there's one other state that has more teams. What do the numbers look like this year uh, as far as how many teams will be playing baseball in the American Legion?
5: Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the last time we were at the 300-team level. Um, but, you know, we were kind of concerned once we dropped below 300 teams on how far it would go. And I'll tell you what, it stayed it stayed pretty static here between 270 and 280 for a good number of years, uh, minus the COVID year. Um, so, yeah, we still continue to be a very strong program Um, One of the things we're looking at at the national level as well, and I've already made contact with a a league of like pony-age players, the pony-age teams here in Central Nebraska, is about expanding into that uh, age group right below the juniors. Um, So I'm meeting with uh, the manager of an 18-team league here right in Central Nebraska, and we're talking about putting a Legion patch on those guys. and and organizing there, and then hopefully we can get started with the same thing. In Omaha, they have a reserve league that isn't really affiliated with another program, so we're looking to expand that way, too. So we, have, we are number two nationally with number of teams uh, right behind Minnesota, and I think if we start registering this other, um, this other league below juniors, we're going to go even higher than that. But it's, it's, us, it's Minnesota, us, and then Pennsylvania generally every year.
3: And Nebraska's champion last year uh, fell by one run in the national championship game in Shelby, North Carolina, and it's been very successful. Uh, Jody, where is regionals for this year's Class A champions at?
5: Yeah, going back to Central Plains again this year. um, Gosh, I think that's a two-year contract. I think we're going back to Rapid City. Okay. Uh, not sure, but uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Lincoln East, uh, very, very good run last year. And I think they're losing one player <laughs> uh, to age or graduation. So I look for those guys to be back on the national scene again.
3: All right, Jody, anything else that the fans need to know before we let you go?
5: That's it, man. I appreciate you guys and all the support you give to uh, Legion High School Baseball we'll keep uh, throughout up. the year. Really, really appreciate it. And thanks for having us on. Well, keep up the good work, Jody. We'll talk
3: again. You bet. Bye-bye. Jody Moeller joining us here from Nebraska American Legion Baseball. Again, the uh, state tournaments. How about the area tournaments for the juniors? Uh, The Class A Area 7 will be at Hastings in Class B. York, Central City, Minden, McCook in Class C. Silver Creek and DCB will host most of the teams. Valentine also has one, uh, might be one team in our area that will sneak up that way. Uh, The uh, seniors... As I joked earlier today on the sports uh, Brad Archer probably figured this out. Uh, Scott's Bluff is hosting so it was a good time for him to retire so that they didn't have to go out to Scott's Bluff for the area 7 but that's where the Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, Lexington North Platte they'll all be going out there. Class B seniors, most of them will be in Broken Bow and Class C Sutton and St. Paul would be hosting most of them. Class the A teams.
4: juniors did it have it in there? I missed that if you were, you might have it. Hastings. In Hastings, that's a good field, yeah. We'll take a break and talk with the new head
3: football coach at Grand Island next imagine a job where your inner child could be released Franklin County roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County come on what little kid didn't want to drive a real taco machine and play in the dirt all day To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer.
0: My reality
2: is I don't get out like I used to. Thankfully, MediCap makes it easy for me to order prescription refills without leaving home. I can use my computer and log on to MediCap.com, or I can just call the store and use their automated refill service. Either way, it's quick and easy. Now that's a healthy dose of reality.
0: MediCap Pharmacy will always make time for you. MediCap Pharmacy located at 27th and 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings.
5: The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clover Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations,
1: Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser
2: of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your
0: corner.
3: Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. We were able to kind of go with some theme music today. You know, we had Hawaii 5 for Sean Callahan sure. just getting back. We got a little God Bless Texas for our Texas connection that we're <laughs> going to talk about here in just a moment. Doug and Daddy's show. Doug to Jim Langan with you. And getting ready for lunch, why not the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill. The best of both worlds in downtown Carney. Again, the special special. You can get it Monday through Thursday. Wall supplies last Pot roast, hot beef sandwiches, potatoes and gravy, Texas toast. It's, oh, my God. Um, Can we, we we're going to have to talk to Coach, and then I'm going to go to lunch. But uh, it's there for you. And Monday nights, of course, our boneless wing night. Every Monday, a steak sandwich inside is this. Regular day special, but there's so many great things on the menu. Not just the chicken wings and the pizza and the burgers, but great sandwiches, salads, and, of course, the special special today through Thursday, the Pot Roast Hot Beef Sandwiches at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, open seven days a week. Because you're hungry seven days a week, and this morning in Grand Island, meeting the public, I guess, for the first time, is the new head football coach at Grand Island Senior High, Creighton Reed, who is out of Adams Central, Shadron State, UNK, connections all over the place, and the coach joins us here, and coach, uh, welcome home, how are you?
1: Well, doing great, thanks. Thank you for the intro music there with God Bless Texas, and you're talking Texas toast, so you're making me feel right back at my home for the last six years. You know, Nebraska's home for me, but... Um, you, you, that song is that song's a classic. I've listened to that multiple times on the travel between Texas and Nebraska the last few weeks doing all these interviews. So great song choice.
3: Well, thank you so much and love that video too. You get to be at the ranch South Fork Ranch and all that. That's yep. dating us a little bit here. That's even pre you though coach. Let's yep. let's talk about coming home. Uh, we just yep. actually earlier well last week uh, the new swimming and diving coach at UNK, kind of a similar situation been in Florida but was from back in this area and wife was from this area and had worked here and come back home. We see this a lot. Uh, why the decision to look at Grand Island and, and accept this job?
1: Yeah, really the opportunity to come home and, and be close to family. And uh, We just had a baby girl this last year, Kinley, uh, back in January. She turns one this month. So just being able to bring her back home, be around grandparents, family, support, people. Um, not that we didn't have a lot of that in Texas, but you know, just being back where we were raised was really important to me. Uh, Just the opportunity to come to Grand Island. Um, I wouldn't come back for just any job, but um, just starting the interview process with Grand Island and being on campus and and seeing their facilities, um, really top-notch. I mean, they're Texas standard over here at Grand Island, that's for sure. And uh, their support staff and the coaching staff, meeting them, hearing their weekly schedule, and um, really sounds like a college coaching schedule, uh, a Texas high school coaching schedule. These coaches know how to work. Um, and be be able to come home to not just any program, but one of the best programs in the state um, for the last many years under Coach T's leadership, and being able to um, really walk into such a great situation um, was really appealing. Coach T's done a phenomenal job here at here at Gish for the last 20 plus years, and continually being being a winner year in and year out. Um, and really, the cupboards were full. That's something I talk i with coach t about on the phone a little bit and he said one thing that when i retire i wanted to leave the cupboards for 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 whoever took my spot and um you know just looking at the players meeting the team this morning meeting the staff um this there's no better place to be in nebraska than grand island right now
4: yeah uh, grand island you've hit it right on the head you were very positive about what they've done and and with their high school football program and it's been kind of amazing creighton when you look at what you your your strengths are You've got to make a decision with some coaches, you know, with if they're going to stay. A lot of those guys have been there for a long time at Grand Island High School. Some of them are involved with the offense. Some Mm -hmm. of them are involved with the defense. Uh, Your specialty? Will you be involved more on the offense defensive side?
1: Yeah, I want to honor all those coaches that have been here. Um, And I actually we had a kind of a coaches get together last night um, there at the stadium, and got to meet most of them. And phenomenal, phenomenal people. Um, A few of them were. Actually, uh, I've known a little bit longer and have got to build good relationships with them. I don't anticipate, hopefully, a whole lot of movement on the coaching staff side. A lot of them kind of know Grand Island, um, know the standards know the culture uh, my culture my philosophies are very very similar to coach t's um, so I think we're going to get along great and I don't want to mo- I don't want to make a whole lot of movements um, because I think you know if it ain't broke don't fix it and this this coaching staff has been doing a great job here for a long time um, and have really developed gish into a powerhouse in Nebraska in the Class a um, division for for many years so I don't anticipate a whole lot of movement happening um, just you know just changing up a few things here and there, but um, overall it'll stay the same. As far as my uh, what I'll be doing, I'll be on the offensive side of the ball um, coaching um, really to be determined as far as a specific position. we got to kind of see where coaches are at right now, and then I'll get in where I fit in. Um, you know, the the offense that I'm going to run is um, I guess I kind of want to keep it a little bit of a surprise for all those opponents that may be listening over there in Kearney, but um, it's a, an exciting offense, and um, um, I want to kind of keep that an element of surprise, but I'll be on the offensive uh, side of the ball for most of the day, and if we got enough enough coaches, I'd like to be able to go over and watch defense here and there. But I know the defensive staff here and um, has been doing a great job and has been learning from Coach T and Grand Island always has great defenses as well, so hopefully we'll keep that going and then build up the offense.
3: Creighton Reed, the new Grand Island uh, high school football coach. So what you're telling me is this will not be the Bill Carlin offense?
1: (laughs) The Maryland eye might make an appearance. Um, All the respect in the world from Coach Carlin. He's a big reason that uh, I got into coaching. He's a phenomenal human being, a phenomenal coach, phenomenal man. Um, taught me a lot about the game of football, but as far as the offense goes, I can tell you that I wasn't a huge fan of lining up under center and handing the ball off to one of the best running backs in the state at the time, Jake Fowler. So his game plan was was definitely uh, helped us win games, and it's what we did, and he won a lot of football games at Adam Central. But... Uh, My offensive philosophy has changed just a little bit, and um, I I, I plan on being a little bit different than the Maryland eye blast right, Maryland eye blast left, and throwing in the waggle pass and blast option pass. Yes, yes, sir, that's correct.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine that's got to come from... From Texas, I mean, you went out to Shattering State where you were yep. able to chuck the ball around. But I mean, talk about everybody probably wants to know the true difference between what you see in Nebraska and what they do in the powerhouse high school football state of Texas.
1: Yeah, uh, I've learned a lot from a lot of different people. Um, kind of, you know, looking at where I've been. I've been, you know, played at Shatt. Well, I didn't play. Let's be very clear on that. I was there as a as a player. I did not see the field, but I learned a lot there, actually and nose wise. And then. Made the move to Nebraska Kearney, uh, where Coach Lamberson gave me an awesome opportunity to kind of step in. And then I was able to work with Coach Lynn for a year and learned under two coaches there. And then, yeah, made the transition and have learned a lot down in Texas. Um, The the coaching profession down there is just amazing to be able to go to so many different campuses around the state because there's so many colleges, so many D1 programs, D2 programs that have major success Um, So to be able to be on so many different campuses, being in on meetings, watching practice, learning X's and O's, I've developed uh, quite a few different um, ideas from my time down there that I'd like to bring back, Um, but I want to be very clear, yes, Texas high school football is a big deal, Um, it it was awesome to be a part of, but a lot of people are like, oh, you're leaving Texas high school football. And it, it's not that for me. It's, no, I get to come coach Nebraska high school football at Grand Island High School at one of the best programs in the state. And, um, you know, the coaches here are just as good as any coaches down there. The athletes here are, are great athletes. You know, there's a lot of athletes down there in Texas, but there's a lot of schools and a lot of people. Uh, there's also a lot of great athletes here in Nebraska, a lot of great athletes over in Kearney, Grand Island, North Platte, Lincoln, Omaha, so I'm excited to be able to come home and, and be a part of this program. And, um, yes, there's some pieces and nuggets that I'll, I'll take from Texas. I I'll love Texas. God bless Texas. Um, the song, you know, all that good stuff. But um, there's so much going on here that that's good, too. And the facilities here are amazing. The kids are amazing. It's, it's everything that you would see in Texas as well.
4: Yeah, you don't have to uh, – with Tom Rath and a guy like that, if you find a guy like that, that'll probably be worth a game or two for you if you can find him. <laughs> hey, on I, I know on February 9th and 10th, maybe the 11th too, you're going to take your coaching staff somewhere. Where are you guys going? You're going to a clinic and you needed – I, I had to get some referees uh, rescheduled because you're taking a couple of my guys from me.
1: Yeah, they're, I think they're planning on going to glazier clinics in Kansas City. Um, okay. As far as me, I, I, I can't talk a whole lot on that yet because I don't know if I'm – this is this is my fourth weekend or my third weekend in Nebraska in the last four weeks. And let me remind you, I still live in San Antonio. So <laughs> we came back for Christmas for interview one, and then I was back the very next weekend after a week of school for interview two. And then last week and I had the weekend off, I guess. I accepted the job last last week, had to keep it hush-hush for a week, and now I'm, I'm sitting here at Grand Island in week four. So I've been putting a lot of miles on the truck, and um, this time I actually flew up, but I, I don't know how often through this transition, I don't know when I'll be able to be up here full-time. Like I said, I got a wife and a baby girl back at home that I really, my first priority is being a family man and, and being a, a father to my daughter. So I definitely want to be able to spend some time with her and might take a few weekends off after this to be able to do that. So I know they've talked about going to the Glazier clinics there in Kansas City to get coached up, but we, we, last night when we met as a staff, I also told them um, some different ideas I had. We had a, a kid at Odessa um, when I coached there, a four-star, 6'6", 200-pound receiver, Um, that just signed with Oklahoma in December, and he's actually on campus now. He graduated early. Um, So I talked to the staff last night about maybe trying to get into Oklahoma because I got a few connections there um, to watch some spring practice and do some clinic stuff. So there's some different ideas floating around for that.
3: Well, some good stuff. Uh, the new head football coach, uh, Creighton Reed, going to be coming back home uh, to Grand Island, uh, playing, of course, at Adams Central. and uh, They had some really good runs there in the playoffs as well. Uh, so you had some rivals as a player. I assume you already know what the main rival is for Grand Island Senior High.
1: Beat, beat Carney, baby. Beat Carney. <laughs> that has been no. The walk was thrown around a lot in our uh, team meeting this morning from the kids. Um, really excited for, for that rivalry. Um all the respect in the world to Coach Cool and what he's done with that program. Uh, fun. F- my brother actually coached there. Uh, my brother played at UNK for a few years, and then when he was doing his student teaching and everything, he was very involved with Carney High. Carney High athletics built a great relationship with the- Coach Bionic there, and uh, worked with Coach Cool and that staff for three years as running back coach, receivers coach. Um, so he he I I stole him down to Odessa. He was my wide receiver coach in Odessa. Um, we're actually apart right now he's over in Houston coaching um, planning on bringing him up here bringing him back home as well to come coach with with me and and this staff at, at Grand Allen Senior High so his phone's been blown up from coach Baronic and coach Cool and um, all the respect in the world for them. So, yes, it's a rivalry. I know the kids have a little bitterness towards one another in that. I think it's an awesome thing for central Nebraska because most of our Class A is over in Lincoln and Omaha. So for North Platte, Kearney, Grand Island, all kind of have that ri- rivalry, and specifically Grand Island and Kearney. Um, I'm hoping it's... It, it's as big as uh, Odessa versus Odessa Permian, which right. is what I which I had down in Texas for two years, where there was twenty thousand plus. I know that might not be the number that that we've hit in the past, but hopefully we can get a lot of the Carney High community, Grand Island community there, and make it one of the biggest high school pro or high school football games in the state for many years to come. I know it's always been a big deal, but all the respect in the world to Coach Cool, and look forward to going up against him.
3: Well, Creighton, thanks for coming up and uh, doing all the media and being introduced and uh, giving us some time here on the Doug and Daddy Show. We'll do it quite a bit, hopefully, uh, when the season rolls around.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it. hear great things about you all. love listening
3: to you back when I did live in Nebraska, so look forward to having you on the radio again. Well, thanks, bud. We'll do it. Take, Take care and congrats. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. There he is, Creighton Reed, the new head football coach at Grand Island, and uh uh, Get some young blood in there, and uh, like you said, Jimmy, it'll be interesting a lot, not just Coach Tomlin, but a lot of those guys were even maybe on the staff before Coach Tomlin came aboard, and they have been very, very good over there.
4: Yeah, and you know in football, they, they do enrollments, and the state of Nebraska has enrollments in Class A. Grand Island is the largest yep. school in the state enrollment-wise. So, yeah, he came in from where he's been at Adams Central to Chatterton to helping at UNK. And uh, he sounds like he's got, like you said, he's got some ties in Oklahoma. He sure met a lot of people in a short period of time.
3: Uh, we've got, I've got three or four more things I want to get to okay. here. Uh, we ran down Fort Kearney. The Lou Platt Conference brackets have come out here. Uh, the play-in games next week will be Gibbon at Centura for the boys and Gibbon at Arcadia Loop City for the girls. Uh, the semifinals and finals next week are at Wood River. Uh, but for the uh, boys on Tuesday, Donovan Trumbull will host, is the top seed. will host the Centura Gibbon winner. Four-five matchup, Ravenna's at Ord. The two is Central City. They'll host St. Paul and Wood. River the three will host Arcadia Loop City. For the girls, Centura the one, the defending state champion, will host the Arcadia Loop City Gibbon winner. Wood River the four, they'll host Donovan Trouble Central City's girls are the number two seed. They will host St. Paul and Ord's the three seed. They will host Ravenna. And say what you want, I get it, but you had Centura and Ravenna, and Ravenna graduated so many, and those six, seven girls that they have play their hearts out over there. But to everybody that can look at somebody right now that hasn't won a game or has won one or two games, and you know who they are when you play them or maybe this happens to be your team right here, Jimmy, when Central City came into the Luplak Conference, those girls were one of those teams. They weren't winning at all. They were getting thumped, and now here they are, the number two two seed they've been good at other things their softball program has been outstanding over there but they are coming along and here they are the two seed in 2024 isn't that
4: something yeah it happens it, it can it, happen yeah, folks. it does
3: Shelton lost 50 in a row and then this run of volleyball and basketball success is there for the gals, and you can go on with the guys too. But it does happen.
4: Yeah, and 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 maybe the loop plats a little bit weak right now in loop in, in girls basketball compared to the has in the past. But hey, somebody you know, all you got to do is play your schedule, and you try to win as many games as you can on your own schedule. And, and uh, they sure did that. Uh, I had them the opening game against Central City Nebraska Christian, and uh, with the Hall of Fame game, and uh, knew they had some players that could play a little bit, but a great job of the coaching staff to get those girls good enough to be, win some close games
3: and be the two-seed. And this, uh, now we're starting to pare down our awards for basketball already. Uh, the top ten for the Nancy Lieberman Award were announced this morning, and I want to know who you think might win this, Caitlin Jimmy. Caitlin Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Who was
4: the other nine? Yeah.
3: Does it matter?
4: Yeah, Caitlin Clark's going to win. Does it matter? The yeah. top
3: point guard in women's basketball. Yeah, Caitlin
4: Clark's going to win. Do you see her get hit by the, somebody stormed the
3: court? Yeah, they ran in. And I'm, it was an know, accidental. She, she really definitely definitely was diffused accidental. it. She really diffused it. If this had been a big-time guy, they'd have been, oh, my God, how do we? You know, Because this happened when Nebraska stormed the court and Matt Painter tried to say we got to find a way to, to keep our people safe. But it's part of it, and you can't have – I mean, we know what the security guards and the candy stripers look like at Nebraska games. So, I mean, come on.
4: Well, they hit pretty hard, if you saw. Right. It. And not only that, the poor girl that's a freshman in college or whatever is uh-huh. by herself and has her phone out, and she's uh-huh. staring at the phone. At but this, held on to the phone. Yeah, at This and hit. Got. A, she got hit pretty oh. good, too. And then Clark went down, but they were both going – um, I would say this, yeah, pretty good speed for a court. I would, I would never run that fast. Um, even if I could, Doug, if I'm leaving the court and I've got it, they're storming the floor, I'll try to get out of there, but I'm not going that hard.
3: And then you've got the first amateur and Mr. Dunlop to win a PGA Tour event. By the way, Caitlin Clark scored 45 yesterday, and they still got beat by Ohio State. So Iowa's got to find a way to play better defense. We have already known that. And who's next on Nebraska women's schedule? Iowa. That's coming up on Saturday. So uh, it's going to be a tough one. Nebraska lost yesterday to Penn State. Nebraska men got the win against Northwestern. The Danny Knee thing was really cool. Uh, UNK uh, dropped a couple of uh, closer games to Fort Hayes State. Uh, They will play Emporia at home Thursday. Hastings women uh, got handled by number 1 Dort. They have the College of St. Mary coming in Wednesday. Reggie Thomas misses a 3 but gets his own rebound and scores with 3 seconds. And they beat the Dort men 66-65 this weekend. The men and women will be at Northwestern of Iowa Saturday in the makeup game with Briarcliff Sunday. Nebraska wrestling two wins over the weekend. A big one up at Minnesota, where uh, there were a couple upsets. Looked like uh oh, and then they came back and got a couple of upsets, especially at heavyweight with Hutmacher not wrestling. And we're, we're trying to figure out is he only going to wrestle at home because he didn't go to Minnesota, but then he wrestled yesterday when they beat Purdue. They go to Northwestern on Friday. UNK won all three of their duels, and uh, Hastings women finished second at the uh, conference duels. Uh, again, we talked about what was going on at the high school scene and then uh, the amateur Dunlop first one since Phil Mickelson in 1991 to win as an amateur on the PGA Tour Tara Vandiver becomes the winningest collegiate division one coach in basketball passing Mike Krzyzewski yesterday for Stanford
4: unbelievable
3: there are boy we
4: had some news we you had stuff I didn't know about
3: and then who did it better Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey yesterday Kelsey taking his shirt off, jumping outside of the of the. I saw that. The well, I saw that. I saw box that they have, I, the box. had, the luxury box.
4: I had the sound off, and I thought, "Oh my god!" Because I just got through. We were refereeing in North Platte, and we left the um, gym. and We had to run to our cars. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. freezing. Yeah. and I said, you know. And I got in the car and I go, you know, there are some people who go to these football games in this weather. They take their shirt off. I said, I don't know if I could five five minutes if I did that today. And then there, there you see watching the watching NFL yesterday, and they always have a picture of that. If you want to get on TV, <laughs> that's one thing you can do. You just yeah. put paint your head half one colored one way we the do other, love and idiots, get your right? shirt off. And
3: have it be a negative 17, you're going to get on TV. We do love idiots, yeah. don't we? Uh, Creighton men and women, both winners. Uh, Coach McDermott did not like the officiating in their triple overtime win, which is better than a triple overtime loss, on the road. in the Tri-City Storm, I said six points. They got four. Uh, over the weekend. A shootout loss, an overtime loss, and then they had the win on a Thursday as well. So Storm will still be on the road. They go to Madison for a pair of games coming up this weekend. So uh, that will be 6-7 and seven on the road before they finally uh, get to come back home one more road game, I think, uh, next Tuesday to wrap that seven-game trip up. So there you go, a jam-packed Doug and Daddy show today. Thanks to everybody that was a part of it. Creighton Reed, the new Grand Island head football coach. Sean Callahan from Husker Online, back from Hawaii in the Polynesian Bowl. And Jody Moeller, Nebraska American Legion Baseball, as the area and state tournament sites have been announced. Coming up tomorrow, Carney Catholic Wrestling Coach Josh Erickson among our guests. We're looking forward to that and more as high school basketball gets going. Again, Carney Catholic Central Catholic Boys here on ESPN. St. Cecilia Lincoln Christian on KHAS. Those are at 6 in the Centennial Conference, Pleasanton at Amherst. On the Vibe, 98.9, also at 6 o'clock. We will see you tomorrow here on the Doug and Daddy Show.
0: You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Drew. Cunningham's
4: Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnage.
0: Oh, darling, I feel like.
5: Amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over!